A war of good versus evil. We're up against an enemy that's eons old, and up until recently it's gotten arrogant, bold, and in our face, and taken every opportunity to ensnare humanity with the lures of this world through Hollywood, the music industry, big pharma, big tech, big media, and much more. But there's a hard line that must not be crossed by this enemy. A line that must be etched in your heart with the word of God. A line few are holy, but many more are needed. Are you willing to take to the offensive in the engagement of this enemy fighting in unity as warriors for Christ and in the pursuit of truth? If so, welcome to His Heart Line. Good evening, hardliners. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world. I say that because I tell you, I'm really excited to see that I am starting to get more listeners and downloads in um, outside of the lower 48 in Alaska. Um, I've noticed, uh, let's see here, I've been seeing uh, downloads from France and the UK. That's pretty cool. Getting a lot more downloads out of Russia, which is pretty cool. Um, where, where else? I don't have the screen up in front of me. Um, but New Zealand. Oh, Canada. Yeah, that was another one. Canada and Australia. Um, really, really cool. And I really want to, I want to, whoever is listening to this and you're from those countries, thank you. And I ask you, all of you, but especially you guys overseas, share this podcast far and wide, please. I don't ask for money. I don't ask for donations. At some point, I'm going to be selling shirts, but those are shirts that we're going to make. I don't think those are going to be ones that we're going to, you know, hire out a company. At least I don't think so. My wife and I, we have a, uh, we have a heat press and uh, a vinyl cutting machine and we make our own shirts. I make my own anyway. Um, some that have a uh, Bible scripture on the back of them and has the, his hardline logo on it. Nothing crazy. You know, it's just a little basement operation, nothing major. Um, but here's the thing. I, we don't, I don't ask money from you, anybody. Okay. Um, the big reason is, is because you know, like we do well enough um, with my own job and she's a stay at home mom. But we do well enough combined to where, you know, again, if, if it eventually turns out to where people want to donate money, like, yeah, eventually I'll probably put like a donate tab at the bottom, but I'm never going to advertise it. It's going to be so discreet and out of the way. Most people will probably miss it. But eventually, yeah, I'll probably end up wanting to sell some shirts because eventually I would like to get to a point where I could sustain. But here's the thing right now, especially right now and for quite some time going forward, there's so much information that I have, um, I have information from, uh, key individuals that it's really important that the general public gets this information, you know, ever since, like I've said, ever since COVID came about in 2020, all of a sudden, all these truthers came out of the woodwork and set up shop set up a microphone and started, you know, capitalizing on the crisis, right? Like it's like they always say, never let a good crisis go to waste. And so, so many people 
wanted to make money off this, uh, you know, make make money off this crisis they called COVID. And a lot of people raked in a lot of cash. And it wasn't just truthers, quote unquote, truthers in the podcast movement, right? In the podcast world, it wasn't, it was people in uh, the pharmaceutical industry. It was people in the medical fields. Um, There's so many specific and isolated fields that, and, and, and people that just made more money hand over fist over this pandemic, quote unquote, than they, than most people ever did in most of their lives. But let's stick to the podcasters, these truthers out there. Now, I'm not going to name names, at least not yet. I'm not at that point yet. Maybe one day. I went from listening to over 20, 22 different voices out there to like down to one or two. And I'm not saying that some out there aren't good or aren't truthful. But what I'm saying is that there are podcasters out there. And again, I'm not going to name names yet at least not today, that I've started finding inconsistencies. I started hearing a lot of um, my spidey senses, if you will, started kind of tingling, if you will, because some of the things that I would hear on some of these platforms, I would hear get contradicted by those same people later on. And I've also noticed, and I think, I forgot what his name is. I think John or Josh Sather. I can't remember who I uh, can't remember his name specifically, but he was, I think, interviewing on the, uh, he was on the uh, X-22 Spotlight. For the record, I do listen to X-22. I think he is one of the very, very, very few out there that actually gets it right. Um, but, you know, he, but uh, the, the Sather guy, he, he made a very interesting point. A lot of them always interviewed with each other and always did roundtables with one another pretty much capitalizing, right? Selling their products, developing their products, selling their own line of supplements or their own line of coffee or this or that, right? Again, never let a good crisis go to waste. So of course you got all these bottom feeders out there that are trying to capitalize off this situation. What we're here to do at his hard line, and let me be clear, because I want to be very clear. Again, if it so happens to be the case down the road in the future, God wants to bless me in a financial way with this podcast to where I don't have to go drive that tanker truck and leave my home 12 hours a day, leaving my daughter and wife five, six days a week. Now, granted, I'm home every night, but my daughter hates when I go to work. She absolutely hates it. In fact, last night, same thing. Every, and every night, it's the same question, and it's the same sad look I get every night. Daddy. Yes, baby. Do you have to go to work tomorrow? <sighs> yes, sweetheart, I do. Oh, but I don't want you to go to work. I, I know, sweetheart, but that's how we keep a roof over our head and food in our bellies and clothes on our back. Well, maybe, maybe you can, you know, skip work. Like I skip nap. I'm like, Phew. like, first off, never skip nap. Nap is a beautiful thing. Don't ever skip nap. You're going to want more of that when you get older, <laughs> but it's the same song and dance I have to deal with every day. I don't want to say deal with it. Like, not that it's a bad thing. I'm so happy. She wants me around and my wife too. Both of them do. We have a great marriage. We have a great family. That's not to say that, you know, 
Uh, we don't have an up and down once in a while. It happens. We're not perfect, but things are so well in our relationship and within our family unit and our nuclear family that, you know, if they could have me here 24 seven, they would. Now they'd probably kill me after about 48 hours, but you know, what's my point? If God so chooses to allow me to, um, earn a living doing this full time where I can put out more content and do more research and give more substance out there to you and your soul. Wonderful. I'm going to make sure I steward those resources correctly and properly. I don't want to be a millionaire. Let me make, like, let me make myself clear. I don't, it used to be my desire to want to be a rich, wealthy millionaire retired at like a really early age. And if I would have kept down the path that I was on with, you know, with how I was doing things, I probably would have gotten there. I'm a very good go. I'm a big go getter. And when I set my mind to something, I set my sights on it and I go. But with this podcast, with his hard line, because I am Jason, I am the co-host. I'm the co-host for God and Jesus Christ. I felt compelled and led by them to start this podcast first and foremost for God. So I started this podcast for God and Jesus Christ. But the second reason was not only to spread the word of God, but to talk and discuss the assemblies, the general general assemblies, which plays a very major role with what we're seeing happening in this nation. A lot of people see a lot of stuff happening on the news. And a lot of people think that what's happening out there is just random happenstances. I, but here's the thing. A lot of what's happening has a lot to do with the general general assemblies, starting with the Michigan general general assembly back in 2010, when it came about by the people. Now today, what we're going to discuss is, um, now they, it's called like, I guess a compendium. It's what I'm going to go over today. All right. Hence the title of the show then and now in the assembly, we're going to go over what's called a compendium and it is going to be a summary of history and very interesting history. It's going to be stuff you've never been taught before because they don't want us to know this from 1213 all the way to current times. All right. So what we're going to be going over here is we're going to be discussing um, the history of what has happened way back in the early 1200s to what has happened going into the 1700s, to the 1800s, to the early 1900s, to the 2000s. And why all of that is so relevant and important to what we're seeing happen today. Okay. But like I said, you see all these podcasters out here and they, they talk a lot of truths, but they keep, they only tell variations or partial truths. And they, and, and, and here's the other thing that annoys me. A lot of these podcasters will deceive people using the banner of Christ and using biblical scriptures. Now you might be saying, well, well yeah, but Jason, you have a show called 1% or less with him and, and you're, you know, you're reading Bible. So how, how are you different? Well, again, I'm going to tell you, I don't care if I make profit here or not. In fact, I'm not trying to make profit. My first goal here at his hard line is to spread God's word, right? Occupy the land, expand the kingdom. That's number one. How do we occupy this land? The land that we call America. 
Well, it all goes back to self-governance. We were never meant to have people over us, to rule over us. That was not how this country was supposed to be designed. That is not what our founding fathers had in store for us. Okay, are you are you smelling what I'm cooking here? So what we're going to go over today and, and going into the future, there's some things that I have been uh, that got forwarded to me by a gentleman that eventually I would like to have on the show. Um, his name is Destry Payne. He was one of the uh, a core group of patriots in Michigan that helped settle the state of Michigan. And then he got a wonderful job opportunity that he could not turn down up in Alaska. And he and he works on uh, rigs for the ice road truckers up there in Alaska. Very awesome. Uh, really awesome guy. But very smart guy. And it's not just him. It's not a one man show. There's a few other gentlemen here, a few other patriots here in Michigan. Another gentleman is named Paul. Um, and there's, 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 a, a, and it's not just to those two guys. There's a good core group of men and women that really dig in and have flown all over the country. Hell, they, I think they've even flown overseas to look up and research the true history that has been hidden from us. Because again, why would they hide some of this true history? Well, there's a lot of, there's a big reason for that control and to enslave us and to pilfer our pockets and to ultimately, at some point, destroy us. Now, not in its entirety, but if they had their way, they would go. They would. They would follow the law, or I don't even want to say the law. They would follow the guidelines that are on the Georgia Guidestones. And if you don't know what those are, I suggest go looking those up. I saw them. I drove to them. They're in. I think it's. Uh, oh, Elberton. I think it's called. The town's called Elberton, Georgia. The Georgia Guidestones. Look them up. If they had their way, they would decimate the population of this world down to 500 million people. Guess what? There's about 400 million in this country alone. That's a huge wipeout of humanity. So let's go over this. Uh, it's Again, it's called a compendium. So it's just a summary of history. Um, and the reason I'm going over these bullet points of key points throughout history. Now, uh, the true history, all right, if we actually got through the meat and potatoes of the actual history. Like if we actually went through this, it would be thousands of pages long. It would take many, 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 many weeks of podcasting just to go over it all. I mean, like probably a couple, a year or so. I mean, there, there's that much history. So we're going to try to keep this simple and we're going to, and this is something that uh, was forwarded to me by Destry. He put this together. He is one who is really good at uh, connecting dots and really can, you know, putting the puzzle pieces together, if you will. All right. So let's, let's, let's just dive right into this. Okay. So starting back in 1213 AD, the Pope in the Vatican created what was called the Treaty of Verona. And that ultimately what that did was that treaty claimed ownership of all the lands and all the souls in the world. Think about that for a minute. That's insane. I brought that up to my priest the other day. Uh, I say the other day, but the other week we had him over for dinner a few weeks back and I brought this up and he had never heard of the Treaty of Verona and he's a Catholic priest. Now, again, I'm not a huge practicing Catholic. I'm, I still consider myself Catholic, but the more research that I do on the Catholic church, especially as high up as the Vatican, 
I, I, I'm like, I'm completely concerned uh, with, with, with everything that's going on. And it's not just secluded to the Catholic church. It's all other churches, anything that falls underneath the 501c3 banner, because if they fall underneath the 501c3 banner, that means that they are restricted on what they can uh, preach and discuss and talk about, right? Like they're, they're basically, uh, I don't want to say gagged, ordered by the government, but in essence, they're basically told, look, this is what you can, can and can't talk about. This is what you can and can't preach about. Okay. If you want to fall under this 501c3. So there's that. All right. That's 1213. Now you go to 1215. The Magna Carta was created in order to counter the Treaty of Verona. Okay. Now you, now we're going to fast forward several hundred years from 1215 to 1604. Okay. Now, a company called the Virginia Company, which was a uh, French chartered and crown owned company, came into creation. That Virginia Company in 1620 was granted a settlement of American land to the crew of the Mayflower to colonize. All right. So Remember that name for a moment, the Virginia Company. It, they were granted settlement of American land to the crew of the Mayflower to colonize. Now, fast forward to the date that we're all familiar with, 1776. What happened in 1776? Well, the Declaration of Independence was created, right? That was when notice, public notice was given to the international community. Then... A year later, you had the Articles of Confederation. They were created in 1777. Now, a few years later, in 1783, the Virginia Company changed its name. Get this. The Virginia Company changed its name to the United States of America. Okay. 1789. The founders at Constitutional Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and created the federal constitution, which creates a more perfect union. When that was completed, a reporter had asked Ben Franklin, and of course, we all have heard this at some point if you paid a, a little attention in history. What form of government, it was asked of Ben Franklin, what form of government have you brought upon us? And Ben Franklin responded, a republic if you can keep it now here's the part that i don't remember learning in school and i guarantee you you probably don't remember it either probably because it wasn't taught to you but robert e lee standing behind ben franklin piped up and he said quote and if you cannot keep it you will end up with a democracy end quote and this was the beginning of the great American experiment to see if the people can self-govern. And from this day forward, the Vatican, London, and the Crown all worked to subvert and take back the colonies. All right? Think about that. That was where those city-states worked to basically infiltrate with from within to take over this nation. Okay. Now a little sidebar for a minute. You know how I know somebody's full of crap out there 
whether if they're a radio host, a talk show host, right, on like Patriot Radio, on Sirius, or anyone, it doesn't matter what channel they're on on XM, or if they're a podcaster, or if they're on like some mainstream news media, if they're talking about a democracy and how we have to preserve our democracy and we have to fight for our democracy and democracy this and democracy that, that's bullcrap. Because let me tell you something. This is fact. Look it up. Prove me wrong. You won't. The word democracy does not show up anywhere in the Constitution. No, nowhere in our founding documents. In fact, none of the state constitutions. The word democracy does not exist anywhere in our founding documents. Democracy is mob rule. You understand? A democracy turns into socialism and eventually into communism. And I got news for you. You're not voting your way out of that. You just, you're not. So if you hear anybody out there in the mainstream media or radio or podcasters talking about democracy, and there's plenty of them out there, I've caught many of them, which is why my, uh, uh, the voices that I went from listening to, which were like 20, 22, 23 different voices in the pad, podcast and radio world down to like one or two is because I've not only noticed a lot of inconsistencies, but they kept talking about a democracy. I'm like, okay, these people are full of crap and they're ignorant and they know nothing. Either they know nothing and they're, you know, um, plainly ignorant or they're paid shills and they really truly want mob rule. But one way or another, if they're talking about a democracy, mm -mm, no. Exit yourself from my presence. I, I will not listen to you talk about a democracy. So now here's what you need to do. All right. You got to educate yourself. Now I've never been one who liked to read, but what I have found, and you've always heard this, knowledge is power, right? Knowledge is power. You've always heard that. It's partially true. To make that statement 100% true, the application of knowledge is power. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you're not applying what you are learn, what you have learned or are learning, what the hell good is that knowledge? So what I'm reading over to you folks right now is knowledge that has been applied by a good core group of men and women, patriots. And they have done the legwork. They have done the hard work. Believe it or not, if you live in a state that's not assembled, there is templates that you can follow. Now, I'm not saying it, it's a quick one-two process, but they've done the hard work already. All you have to do is follow these 10 steps to an assembly. And there's support to help you through those processes. You just have to be willing to pick up that baton and run with it. So let's continue on with this. So back to let's, let's educate ourselves a little bit here, okay? So now we're going to fast forward to 1812. Now remember, let's, let's not gloss over this now. I want to make sure you guys remember this. Robert E. Lee, standing behind Ben Franklin, said, and if you cannot keep it, you will end up with a democracy. That was the beginning of the great American experiment to see if the people can self-govern. Okay, now we're at 1812. Maybe some of you have heard of this. 1812, British soldiers burned our nation's capital to eliminate the original 13th Amendment. What's the 13th Amendment? It's the Titles of Nobilities Act. And what that did is it forbids any nobility 
from holding public office or trust in this nation. The British lost the battle and they could not take the colonies. So the crown decided to take the colonies from within by stealth. Now you've all heard of the bar, right? If you're a bar card holding lawyer, you swear an oath to Britain. Huh? Yes. If you're a bar card holding lawyer, you actually swear, you, 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 you swear an oath given, um, you hold an oath given to Britain. Jason, what does that mean? Well, bar is an acronym. It stands for British accreditation registry bar. So it's an acronym. Look it up. And you can find this information at, uh, you can either find it at, you know, either michigandejure.org or you can go to the national website, which is national-assembly.net. Okay. Do your research. Don't just take my word for it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Here at His Hard Line, there's a reason we started this here. No more will these demons in D.C. or anywhere around the world for that matter, from the Vatican to, the, to, to London to the demons in D.C., will they ever cross this line? and usurp their powers ever again, because things are happening, okay? Now, when you give, so with the bar, okay, if you're a lawyer with an oath given to Britain, that means you have an allegiance to a foreign power. So you were instructed to subvert, okay? So holding lawyers, okay, so let me back up for a minute. So British accreditation registry, the bar carding holding lawyers with an oath given to Britain, which again is allegiance to a foreign power, were instructed, okay, they were instructed to subvert the American government and destroy it from within. Does that sound familiar? We're still dealing with that today, ladies and gentlemen. We're dealing with a literal, a literal domestic terrorist. And I got news for you. It's not the Patriots. It's these scumbags. Now, that was in 1812. We're going to fast forward a few, a couple few decades. Now you get to 1861. Okay, now they burned DC. They eliminated, uh, as far as they thought anyways, a hard copy of the, um, the amendments which held the 13th Amendment. Now, 1861, there was a lawyer by the name of Abraham Lincoln. Maybe you've heard of him. I don't know. He's on the $5 bill. I'm sure you spent a few of those. Abraham Lincoln. And he was in violation of the Title of Nobilities Act, per the original 13th Amendment. He became president on March, March 4th, and on March 14th, 11 southern states walked out of Congress without adjourning and settling a date to return. They got pissed off because they knew what he did was unlawful. And so they all walked out. This is called sine die. It's Latin for uh, without a date. So they, they adjourned without setting a date to return. That's sine die. That was the day that the Republican form of constitutional government became vacant. And after that date, America had no government. And all government actions at that point going forward were and are de facto in fraud. That, if you don't call that a constitutional crisis, I don't know what, what is. 
Okay. But anything from that date going forward. All right. America had no government and all government actions were de facto and fraud. Okay. So let's go to 1863. That was 1861. Let's go to 1863. Now, Abraham Lincoln issued what was called General Order 100, stating that until the people, and he, quote, until the people return to self-governing, the military is to run the country. Now, America came to be governed under what's called the Lieber Code. Well, what's the Lieber Code? Well, that's military law or martial law. Jason, are you saying we've been under martial law these years? Yeah. Now, 1928 rolls around. All right, we're still under Lieber Code. We're still under military law. We're in 1928, okay? The War Department issued a field training manual, 2000-25, on citizenship and how to return to a Republican form of a constitutional government from a democracy. from a democracy, how to return to a Republican form of constitutional government from a democracy. And General Douglas MacArthur studied under this manual. General Douglas MacArthur, if I recall correctly, um, he was in the Navy and he, um, in 1932, if I recall correctly, I'm trying to recall, he held a very high position, I believe, in the Navy. And um, I'm seeing on my chat board here, Destry's on actually listening in. He says, nice. Um, now, 1932, though, okay, Franklin Delano, Delano Roosevelt orders the training manual, 2000-25, that General Douglas MacArthur was studying under, and all negative references to a democracy to be destroyed with no explanation. He just, Franklin Roosevelt wanted it gone. And I'm reading right here, Destry was saying that MacArthur was a commander. That's what it was. He was a commander. I almost said general. That would have been, uh, yeah. He was a commander of the Pacific Fleet in the Navy. So thank you for that. So now, Franklin Roosevelt, like I said in 32, he wanted that training manual done away with. He wanted it gone. And he gave no explanation for it. Now, in 45, General Douglas MacArthur created what was called Project Blue Book, where he handpicked a few of the brightest in the special forces and trained them in nation building and the Constitution. The men who participated in Project Blue Book formed what's called the Restore America Plan. All right, now I want you to think about this for a second, ladies and gentlemen. This was in 45. What year are we in now? We're in 2022. A lot of this stuff started happening and going south in the late 1800s with the Brits. Do you see how long this has gone for? We're going to touch on that a little bit more here after this. But the men who participated in Project Blue Book formed the Restore America Plan. That was in 45. Now, there's a lot more that happened in between then and uh, now. 
Like there's stuff with Kennedy. Um, that's a whole different story in of itself, but kind of for the purposes of time, we're going to fast forward to 2009. Now in 2009, those who studied under General Douglas MacArthur and the Restore America plan initiated the resettling of counties and states via the original jurisdiction assemblies. The Michigan General Jural Assembly, which is also known as the MGJA, adjourned Congress, sine die, March 14th of 1861. So from that session of March 14th of 1861. So they adjourned it and then he brought it forward to 2021 and scheduled the next meetings proper each month since today's interim status. Okay. Now in 2011, from two, oh, so he's saying, I'm reading on here. So that happened from 2010 to current to 2021. Okay. Now in 2011, notice was given and I've read this before on a previous episode. You can go check it out. There is an episode. I'll, I'll maybe find the uh, link and I'll put it in the show notes if I find it. But And that's one of the other things I'm going to do with the restructuring of the website, little sidebar. I'm going to take some of the episodes of, that I have already completed that were talked about, like the public notice that was given to the Pentagon and the Joint Chiefs of Staff and like the notice that was given to uh, Donald Trump. Um, anything that is very relevant to the assemblies, um, including this episode, I'm going to put in a separate um, on a separate link, each little mini media players for each episode on there because they are very relevant. And this way you can go back and referencing. Now, in 2011, like I said, notice was given to uh, Office of the POTUS, the Michigan governor, and et al. So in others, okay, everybody from president and governor, everyone in between and down. And that notice still remains unrebutted through today. So in December of 2011, the MGJA issued what's called 21 requisitions to Office of POTUS, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Pentagon, and Secretary of State. Now, I am not aware of what those requisitions are. I Like, you, like I've told you, I have uh, gotten involved with the Assembly late uh, summer of 2000, eh, early fall of 2021. All I do know is that 14 out of those 21 requisitions are completed. The remaining seven are being worked on at this moment. Now, each requisition might have 40 or 50 or 60 other, uh, what do you want to call it, action items underneath each one. But the remaining seven of those 21 are being worked on actively right now. Now, 2018, the MGJA created what's called the school, uh, created a school named the National Assembly. And again, you can see that if you want to check it out, it's www.national-assembly.net. Okay. And you can learn a lot. That's where a lot of the, you know, the men and women that did the legwork and the hard work, not only do they have a lot of the templates to, you know, on what to do and the steps to follow, how to settle a county, how to settle your state, but you can find a lot of the historical documents, the true historical documents of which our foundation is based off of. 
And you'll hear talk of other people out there. There's other groups out there that, um, that claim they're an assembly. I'm not going to even speak her name, but I'll just say the, 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 the abbreviations, someone with the abbreviations of AVR. If you're in the assembly, you already know who I'm talking about. And, um, and so AVR apparently started her own assembly and unfortunately had a ton of money by the Vatican and funded her and she started her own assembly. Now she has no foundation and she has actually been rebutted by the rightful assembly, which is us. Okay. And, um, that's a very long, a very long, complicated story there in of itself. Maybe one day, uh, we'll have industry and Paul or whoever wants to come on. We'll, we can talk, they can talk about that a little bit further because they know more in detail. I don't want to muddy up or get facts wrong, but as far as the requisitions here, I see, uh, Destry was writing. Let me look here. He says, uh, let me see here. He says the 19th requisition was for NASA and the military, uh, to come together and create a new branch of Oh, okay. I see. To create, I'm sorry. You got to forgive me, guys. I'm reading really small font here. To create a new branch for space exploration, um, to put bases on the moon, to put bases on Mars, uh, and also for planetary defense. And obviously, we all know what came about there. And that's when Trump announced Space Force in January 2019. Now, you'll hear people out there, and this is one of the reasons why I shied away from certain voices out there in the podcast uh, realm. One of them has millions and millions and millions of downloads. I'm not going to speak his name, but he touts himself as somebody who specializes in informational warfare. He worked for the Department of Defense at one point. Um, Is he evil? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I have nothing to substantiate anything that I, uh, that is behind my opinion. But what I am saying is there's people like this individual and others that poo poo the space force and say, and, and just completely bash it and, disc- and, and, and just talk so derogatory about it. And about, you know, just, there's, there's just, again, I'm going to take a deep breath here because I get worked up because again, there's so many people out there that tell themselves of, as truthers. And yet they deceive so many by speaking partial truths and using the banner of Christ. And yet they, they, you know, they, they, they just muddy the waters up creating confusion out there because then when, when you get a group like the Michigan general general assembly and the Alaskan general general assembly and the general general assembly in general, and there's many of them that are out there. I think the last one that just put out their public notice was Georgia, I believe, you know, so you get all these people that are giving partial truths, but then poo-pooing factual stuff. So then when the actual 100% solid in-your-face truth is right there in front of you, people are going to start looking at that very skeptical. Like, well, how do I know that's real? Because I've heard this, this, and this, and they're saying that that's, that's not right or that's not factual. And so it's just, it's just, it's a mess. That's why I always say, Ladies and gentlemen, be careful what you listen to and what you read out there, because what you're seeing on the news and what you're reading online and what you're seeing on these social media feeds, take it for a grain of salt, because there's so much more out there that's going on in the background than you even realize. And I'll be honest, probably more than even I realize. 
I'm not sitting here saying I'm being fed a ton of information. I'm just doing my own research. I went on the National Assembly website. I've actually scrolled through a lot of the forums and discovered some things that I was like, holy crap, like some of my own assembly members in the county, they had no idea, like South Dakota, I think it was. They had an issue, I think, and and I'm just kind of going off memory, where they had retaliatory uh actions taken against them where the assembly members that were trying to form their state assembly and their county assembly, their water was shut off and none of these people were delinquent. I mean, what's that tell you? That's got that, that tells you something right there that they, these people that are part of the cabal from the lower round, you know, rings, rungs of the, of the ladder to the upper echelons of the elite and everyone in between, they are scared. I'm going to watch my language, but crapless right now because they are losing control by who? By we, the people in assembly, because we are coming back with a constitutional Republican form of government. See, with a democracy, they have the power. They have what's called mob rule. And they do things very illegally and unlawfully. We are getting back to common law. Now, I want I don't want to gloss over this. Now, in 2019, back to this compendium real quick, because I do not want to miss out on this either. So, like I said, 2018, the Michigan General Journal Assembly created the school named the National Assembly, and that was created to teach people from other states how to duplicate what Michigan has done. And then in 2019, seven Alaskans, one of them, and maybe others, I don't know, it's hard to tell because Podbean, sometimes if people don't change their name, it just comes up as a bunch of letters and random code. But at least one man that's listening in right now, Destry Payne, he went from Michigan up to Alaska. He was one of the seven. And they came together on October 5th in Wasilla, I hope I'm pronouncing this per- properly, but Wasilla, Alaska. And they formed the Alaska General Jural Assembly. And they have been growing through today. Now, let me tell you something else there. I had did, I I have done another podcast where um, they gave orders just recently um, to Michael Dunleavy, who is their, most people consider him a governor. We consider them a contract, uh, excuse me, a services contract administrator, just like Trump. Okay. Trump, everybody knew him as the president. Well, technically he's the services contract administrator. And I'm going to put together, like I said, I'm going to get together the episodes that I did in the past. So you don't have to scroll through like tons and tons and tons of links on that media player that I have already existing on my website. And I'm going to pick out key, um, episodes and I'm going to put them on the assembly link on my website at hishardline.com. And then I'm also going to have links that go to the Michigan General Journal Assembly. I'm going to have a link that goes to the Alaskan General Journal Assembly. And then I'm going to have one that's going to go to the National uh, Assembly, the, the, the one that that you can, you know, people from other states can go and reference if your state's not settled. So then you can go and reference the material there and, and well, basically do the legwork, okay? The hard stuff was already done by these core group of patriots. You just have to have the will to want to do this. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired of what's happening right now? Because let me tell you something. There's even people that are currently active members. Excuse me. There's people that are members right now. A a close friend of mine. And Shane, if you happen to listen to this repeat, I love you, brother. This is going out to you. There's many, I know there's men and women out there that are part of the assembly. I've talked to a county next to our county. 
and uh, his name is Dave. And he they got a ton of people that are in the assembly, but when it comes to uh, uh, doing the meeting, like the the participation rate is so low. Now, and I asked my buddy Shane, I'm like, why are you not? participating in your assemblies meetings and, and playing an active role. And he's like, Oh, it's simple. I'm just, I'm, I feel like nothing's getting done. I'm like, wait, yeah, but it, there it is. I'm like, but the progress is not going to continue. If you're expecting the ride on the coattails of somebody else, see, that's the whole purpose of self-governance, ladies and gentlemen, we got in this position where we're in right now. Okay over the last 150 years by this cabal that took over our nation and, 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 and completely destroyed it from within. And they did a very damn good job of it. But we as Americans got lazy and we got complacent over the years, over the decades. We expected other people to do our bidding for us, to do the heavy lifting and to do the fighting. Well, guess what happens? I'm sure at some point, we had people that were genuine that were able to do that. But then you got lobbyists involved and then you got special interest groups that started getting their grubby little hands in there. Again, much like these podcasters, right? When 2020 COVID happened, that whole hoax, all of a sudden you got all these people that came out of the woodwork that started like all of a sudden blowing up big, right? Never let a good crisis go to waste. And they're profiteering off of this, this situation. Here at His Hard Line, we just want to get this country free. I know you know what I'm talking about. Because when you see the news, things don't make sense. Excuse my language, but there's a lot of shit wrong in this country. So if you're not seeing it, man, you better tune out of this, this podcast and go somewhere else and listen to something a little bit more mild. Because I'm going to tell you right now, this is probably not the place for you. All right. I'm telling you right now. I'm just being honest with you. I don't care about the, 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 and I'm not doing this for notoriety or, or anything like that. But if, if, if the information that you're hearing here today, which is true and factual, cause I have people that listen and, and if I make a mistake and I say something that's incorrect, slightly inaccurate, yeah, I'm going to hear about it. And I'm happy to take that criticism and I'm happy to take those corrections. I got a lady in our county assembly. Her name is Karen. Very, she, I consider her the county watchdog. She digs into everything and she listens to every podcast. And then she'll say, hey, by the way, you mentioned this. Maybe shy away from it because that kind of borders on assembly uh, topics. I said, you know what? Duly noted. You're absolutely right. You know, So there's people that are behind listening kind of as a checks and balance, which I'm happy to have. But here's the, and here's, here's where I'm going at with this back to my buddy, Shane. We cannot ride on the coattails of other people. That's why we got in this mess in the first place, because we got lazy and complacent. And those people stopped giving a crap about us. In fact, they never really gave a crap about us. They gave us the illusion like they cared, but they started slowly but surely digging their little tentacles further and further into our pockets. And then that's when you had the 1913, right? That's when the Federal Reserve came about, which again is not constitutional. That's owned by, that's again, a corporation owned by a private family. Maybe you've heard of that last name, the Rothschilds, right? You've heard of the Rockefellers. You heard of the Rothschilds. There's Soros. There's the Gates, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates. You got all these big million, billion trillionaire families out there that are 
just deeply embedded with the cabal to take down this nation. They don't want people like you and I free, ladies and gentlemen. You got to understand this. And not only do they not want us free, they want us either dead or they want us as their little money-making little slaves for them. Okay? We have to stop riding on the coattails of others. Now, sure, we can stand on the shoulders of giants and and keep, and and do what the people prior to us, like General MacArthur and those special forces that he trained, right, to to restore, to, to set forth this plan called the Restore America Plan to get back our constitutional Republican form of government and to get rid of this democracy that eventually leads to socialism and communism. We are standing on the shoulders of giants right now, ladies and gentlemen, and it's up to us as Americans to keep pressing forward with this Restore, of, Restore America plan. Because this, this is the only way through the general general assemblies. This is the only way. Hear me right now. This is the only freaking way that we get our freedom back. And we restore God at the top of that throne as the only king that we'll ever have. No man will be king where we have the people under God. And then you have the lower three branches of government, the judicial, executive, and legislative branch. But Jason, I thought you talked about a fourth branch. That's right, I did. Guess what? That's the grand juries. That belongs to the people. The late Justice Antonin Scalia, who I think was murdered, discussed that in a Williams v. U.S. Uh, court case back in 1992. And he always said, the grand juries belong to the people. What people? We the people in assembly. The grand juries are the highest court in the land. Yes, even above the Supreme Court. Read your Seventh Amendment. Very detailed in that. Read it. So, at the end of the day, what we're doing here is not only educating ourselves, but we're trying to educate the rest of the public in America. It's not an overnight thing. And again, I, I keep kind of venturing off a little bit from my buddy Shane. As far as my buddy Shane goes, buddy, get back involved in your county up there. All right. I know life hits us. You work the same job I do. We work 60, 70 hours a week. We haul fuel. We got families. We got the sports thing, right? Like doing this podcast, I miss my daughter's uh, dance practice, right? She does uh, this river dance, uh, Irish dancing thing. I get it. We have life. But buddy, what kind of life do you want? And I'm talking not just him, but I'm talking to everybody out there, whether if you're an assembly member who, who swore, you know, who, 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 you know, made a covenant and, you know, decided to become an assembly member and you're just inactive, right? You're like, you're, you're part of the assembly, but you're an inactive member. Or if you're a prospect thinking about wanting to do something, I'm just going to tell you right now. It doesn't have to take a lot of your time. However, you, it does take a commitment. And if you want your freedom back and you want your freedom for your children, for your children's children and your great, great grandchildren, I'm going to tell you right now, this is, you're at the precipice. You're, you're at a point right now, not only where history is being made on a daily basis, but this really is biblical with what's happening. And 
for those industry was just saying for those people out there who are busy, just put in one hour a week into your assembly or your, your community. That's it. Okay. That's it. Just one hour, just like the, the, like kind of venture a little bit off side topic just for a second, like with the 1% or less podcast show that I do, the reason it's called 1% or less with him, him being Christ and God, right? 1% out of a 24 hour period is 15 minutes. You spend 1% a day in God's word and prayer. That makes a world of difference. Back to what Destry just was just saying. One hour a week in for your community in your assembly. That's it. You don't have to set the world on fire. Okay. But the goal and the purpose to returning to self-governance is to get the power back to we the people. I know you're sick and tired of this cabal taking your tax dollars unconstitutionally. I got about three thousand dollars. I get I get taxed twice a year. We have what's called summertime taxes in Michigan and winter taxes. Summertime taxes is the big bill. Guess what? That's about $3,100 that I got to fork out in July. I'm pissed about that. Now, I'm not just doing this assembly thing because I don't want to pay taxes. Granted, that's a good beneficiary, you know, benef uh, a benefit. But what comes with being in the assemblies and getting rid of the IMF and the world, these bankers all around the world, these, these the cabal that has been screwing us and steamrolling us for the last 150 years. Well, aside from keeping more of your money, guess what? You don't have people trying to lock down the world when a pandemic came about. You don't have people like Whitmer and freaking Wolf, Governor Wolf and Newsom and, uh, and and Murphy and what the hell is that other dipstick out in New York? Cuomo, freaking nipple ring Cuomo out there. Oh, everybody needs to stay locked indoors and you need to quarantine for 14 days listen to me andrew cuomo i'm the godfather of new york get out of here you have no authority to tell us to do any of this crap nobody did but we well we gave them permission by going along with it we I mean, that, I mean, that, that's all there is to it. But a lot of it has to do with the brainwashing that they have used, that they have done over the many, many years using the main, mainstream media. Be complicit and, 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 you know, faithful little sheep. And I'll be honest with you. I followed along with some of the stuff. I'd be a damn liar if I said I didn't. Yes, I wore the mask. I didn't know what the heck was going on. And this is before I even knew about the assemblies. But here's the thing. People are waking up to what's going on and people are starting to wake to the fact that something is definitely not right. How do you make, how do you right a wrong? I'm giving you the answer right now. The assembly go to www.national-assembly.net. If you scroll down a little bit, there's a, a, a phone number that they do a national call where guests can call in, ask questions on Thursday. Um, and you can, you can join in on the call and, you know, and, and talk with other assembly members. Okay. As a guest, there's also forums that you can uh, sign up for a free account on the national assembly website. You, you can start a thread, you find your state. So everything's broken down by state. And I believe by counties, you find your state, try to get in contact with people that are in your area. First off, find out, you can either use the, like I said, call the phone number or go on the forums and find out what's going on with your state. 
typically if you do enough digging, you can figure out really quick if your state's settled or not. And if it's not, guess what? There's a 10 step process that can be done. And I'm going to do a show on that as well here. Probably, uh, probably not this Thursday, but maybe next week, Tuesday or Thursday, I'm going to do a show separate about the 10 steps on how to form a county assembly in your state assembly. It's very easy, but it takes work. Okay. It takes work. And, uh, I'm reading right here too. Destry said, you know, God gave us a covenant to restore the land and to inherit the, uh, I'm sorry. I got such small writing on my computer. God gave us a covenant to restore the land and inherit the, uh, the, uh, boy, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, the desonate heritages. And if we do not use it, then what we what we use it, uh, or what, let's see here, then what use is it to live by God's word? Oh, I see. That was uh, Isaiah 49.8. Excuse me. <laughs> Desolate. <laughs> okay. I thought that was, <laughs> all right, right on, Desi. I thought that was a bit of a, a, a typo. So again, this is from Isaiah 49.8. God gave us a covenant to restore the land and inherit a desolate the desolate heritages. If we do not use it, then what use is it to live by God's word? And you can find that in Isaiah 49, 8. Ladies and gentlemen, this, this is what we have to do as patriots, as Americans. And I'm at a point right now where the more I learn, the more I'm digging in because now I see the big picture. Here's something else. A little sidebar, okay? I, I just came to this realization the other day. So we got God at the top, right? And then there's we the people. And then we got what's called the grand juries, which serves as like the referee, the buffer between us and the lower three branches of government, okay? And then believe it or not, whether if you want to believe it or not, but I'm just telling you, I'm not going to tell you a lie, the assembly has, uh, we, we have control of the military. Now that's not to say that we're calling them every day and say, okay, military, air force army, this is what you got to do. You got to do. No, we we've already done that with the requisitions and now it's up to their leadership to carry out those requisitions. So they're the ones giving their men and women the orders. Okay. We just gave a broad, uh, list like, okay, this is what we need. Cause now that we're, we're back in assembly, this is, this is what we need done. Okay. And again, we have all the foundational documents in place and because the military at one point was actually under the UN, if I recall correctly, the UN had control of all of this. So, um, but here's the sidebar. Now this, this hit me the other day, like a ton of bricks and I did not realize it. So we, the people have control of the military in assembly, right? When I was in El Paso, Texas, I was on a, uh, in 2020, um, when everything was crazy, um, there was, um, I don't want to say this. So things slowed down in Michigan cause everything got locked down. And, um, I'm, I'm not going to say the name of the company that I work for cause I try to keep my company separate from personal life and the podcast, but the oil company that I work for, they needed drivers to go down to El Paso. And we were running fuel uh, from El Paso to Albuquerque, New Mexico, because something had gone uh, awry with a uh, refinery out in New Mexico, which fed fuel to Albuquerque for the truck drivers up there to load out of that terminal. So basically what we were doing is we were a rolling pipeline for like three months. 
Okay. Now, when I was down there, the hotel I stayed at in El Paso, because it was right up the road from Fort Bliss, there was a ton of men and women in the army and the National Guard. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Like the whole hotel, practically like 75%, if not 80% of this hotel was occupied with military personnel, you know, uh, captains and, you know, uh, E1s, whatever, right? Like just everyone and everyone in between. Well, I got to knowing a pretty good group of these men and women. And before, you know, I started really paying attention to my health and my drinking, we were drinking around the fire by the pool. And they kind of took me in as one of their own brothers, right? I was like one of the only civilians there that would actually hang out with them. Meanwhile, all my other coworkers were like hanging out in other groups or they were still working or whatever. So I would hang around these, these army guys, right? And as we were drinking, I decided, I piped up. I'm like, all right, out of curiosity, guys, who here? And I'm making a point here. I was like, who here has the most, uh, who holds the highest rank? And there was like, I think five or six gentlemen that are, that we were sitting around the fire plus me. And they're kind of like looking, looking at each other. And the one guy, um, oh man, I forgot his name. He's from Tennessee now, but he looked at me, he goes, well, technically you hold the highest rank. And I looked at him. I'm like, what? It was, yeah, technically you hold the highest rank. Like we would have to salute you. I'm like, get out of here. He goes, no, seriously. I said, really? He goes, yeah. And I never really put. I never thought much about it then because I had no idea what the assemblies were. Now you fast forward to, you know, current present day today. Now I've been in the assemblies for, I think actually six months, actually this past, uh, this month, April 17th, as a matter of fact, I've been in, in the assemblies for, yeah, six months now. And the more I started learning, I started realizing like, that's what he meant because we, the people are in control. So when you hear X-22 saying, oh, the Patriots are in control, really we are. The American people are in control. The military is in control. They're keeping things at bay. So when you see all this nonsense, this smoke show that you see over in Ukraine and Russia, pay no mind to that. You're being lied to about that whole narrative. And so the, the fact that we have control of the military. You know, like you hear all these stories, like you're hearing all this fear porn out there. Like, oh, there's going to be manufactured food crises. You better store up for up to a one year's worth of food because it's going to be Mad Max scenario. And and if you live in the cities, you're going to have to make sure you have an exit plan and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Like you hear all these podcasters out there just spreading this fear. Now, am I saying don't prepare? No, obviously prepare. Like my wife and I, we prepare. We have food stores. Yes. We like, you know, store it up and water. You know, there's provisions that we made. Are we going to go nuts and save up and, and, and have a bunker full of like seven years worth of food? No, but there is a reason why those requisitions exist. It's to keep things calm and at bay while we, the people in assembly grow our assembly. We get our majority of states, the three quarters of the states, I believe we need 38 of them. And then not, not only do we need th three quarters of the states, but we need three quarters of the counties in each of those states. But we will get all 50, mark my words. There's no doubt we will get all 50. But this is what makes America the greatest nation on earth, is the simple fact that we put God first, followed by family, and then community, and everything else below that. The assembly 
is the community. And that, like Destry just said, that is what makes America the greatest nation on earth. So anyways, I hope you come back. We're going to be doing more. I'm going to be discussing more about this because people need to understand what we have to do here. But in order to understand what we have to do, you also have to self-educate. And that's what I'm here to do. If you're not a big reader or a big researcher, just come here. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Go to the His Hardline website. Go to the assembly link. It'll link you to the national page, to the Alaskan and Michigan General Journal Assembly page. Um, There'll be videos, uh, or excuse me, uh, there's actually, I I think right now I have an interview video up. Uh, Destry was doing an interview with... uh, this woman named Reba. She actually was cousins with, uh, or Reba's cousin was, um, uh, uh, Johnny Cash. Um, and she was all in it. I, I don't know what happened there. Um, that's a long story there, but if you want to learn a little bit more from a different voice, I have that interview video on the assembly, uh, webpage. You can check that out. It's on YouTube. Um, so just check it out. But at the end of the day, if you're not a big reader or researcher, just come here. And listen to the, the the shows relating to the assemblies. And then if it's something after enough listening that you think, like, you know what, I want to get involved. Like I have a couple people here in Michigan that want to get involved. A uh, few men in Nuevo County and actually my uh, neighbor across the street, they want to get involved. I said, okay, well, come to the meeting that we did last week. To It was an introduction to self-governance. Um, one of them couldn't make it because, he, and I understand this fact of it, he we just got back from Kentucky and he just had one hell of a migraine. He didn't get sleep the night before he almost called in sick, so he couldn't make it. So I was like, I get it. And so he was going to bring a couple of his buddies, but you know, my neighbor across the street, you know, he want, you know, he always said he wanted to come, let me know when you're doing it. He didn't show up. So I don't know. Like I said, you just have to, how badly do you want your freedom? How bad do you want your freedom for your, for your, not only your nation, but for your family, you know? So anyway, we're going to end this with a prayer. So Heavenly Father, I thank you today for this platform that gets this voice out there. God, you know what our intentions are. If anything that we say here on this platform is false and not true, please let it fall on deaf ears. Okay. But what we are trying to do here is we're trying to not only restore this nation back to the rightful, you know, self-governance that we were supposed to be under. But we want to restore you back at the top of the throne of this nation where you belong to be that beacon of light for the rest of the world so others can follow what we're doing. Lord, guide us. We ask for forgiveness and we come to you uh, to repent of our sins, not just individually, but as a nation, because there are many atrocities that we have blindly and ignorantly allowed under our watch. And we are deeply, deeply, deeply sorry for that. Please forgive us. Please do not hide your face from us because we are searching you out. We're seeking you out and we will right this wrong. Trust us as we come to you and trust you. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So that is all I have for today. And I want to say, again, share this podcast far and wide. All right. I'm not going to ever ask for money from anybody about from, you know, to do this. I do well enough hauling fuel. I have a great job. I manage my time in such a way to where I try to do this, where it doesn't affect my family time that much and to where I can get things done around the house and still be involved in the assemblies. 
I got a lot of irons in the fire, but I'm managing the time properly. That's all you got to do. You don't have to give a hundred hours a week or 10 hours a week, just one hour a week to your community and assembly. That's it. Okay. Get involved guys. I promise you outside of, you know, reading your Bible and, and spending 15 minutes a day with God in, in the Bible and prayer an hour a week with your community. That's all you need to do. And that's why I started his hard line second, uh, uh, secondarily primarily was for God. And then the secondary reason was to get this information about the assemblies and about returning to self-governance. All right. So remember now, okay. And I cannot close out without saying this as it states in Joshua one nine, I command you be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. This is what it means to be a hardliner. We are firm. We are steadfast and we are uncompromising. We are warriors for Christ. And this is the Lord's fight. Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Lord's fight. And as it states in Isaiah 42, 13, the Lord goes forth like a warrior, like a man of war. He stirs up his fury. He shouts out his battle cry against his enemies and he shows his might. And that's what we will do here at his hard line within the assemblies in this nation. We will show his might. Have a good night. God bless and signing off until next time.